We're in the car. Mm-hmm. We're in the parking lot of the Longacre Dairy Farm. Fair Oaks, but the you're f- close. Oh, where's, was really why close. am I calling it Longacre? I don't know, you just made it. The Fair Oaks. <laughs> the Fairy Dairy Farm. Yeah. Me and Lauren, mm-hmm. road tripping, and mm-hmm. we're joined by, say hello. Hello. Introduce <laughs> yourselves. Mary Kravner. Jenny O. And we're road tripping to the Kentucky, Jane Austen, the Jane Austen Festival of yes. North America, Kentucky. What was hilarious was this morning, Hannah went, Hey Lauren, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. So that's okay, because we left. Jane Austen Fest. <laughs> we left knowing that we were just going to go to Louisville, Kentucky. We had no idea where the hotel was or anything. Well, we, we, we just sure started driving. Louisville. We thought maybe it was Lexington. Yeah, well, we were like, let's just drive. Something yeah. with an L. Yeah. Below we, us. We just ate um, grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. and some fresh chocolate milk. Yes. Well, it was in a bowl. I didn't think it was fresh. It's pretty fresh, It's though. pretty fresh. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Thank you. Delicious. Um, this week we're sponsored by Lactade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, at Lactade on Instagram. Um, we appreciate you serving me from food in my pants. PayPal is bonnets at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just send me, like, a lifetime supply because I'm loving your product. <laughs> Welcome to Bonnets at Dawn, the podcast that pits Jane Austen against all three Bronte sisters. I am your host, Hannah Chapman, Team Austen. And I am your host, Lauren Burke, Team Bronte. And this week, we are taking you back in time, step back in time with us to this summer, to a specific place. We're going to Kentucky. I said that mm-hmm. weird, Kentucky. Which, no, Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. It's Louisville, Kentucky. I got it the wrong way around. We're going to Louisville, Kentucky to the Jane Austen Festival 2018, baby. There you go. And this is the first part of our two-part season finale. That's right. This is the Jane Austen part. It is like a Doctor Who special, your favorite show. I love it. Uh, You're going to hear some very familiar names. Some of you will have met each other, some of you won't, but there were lots of our friends from Facebook in this episode popping up, Mm -hmm. so keep an ear out for them, like little Easter eggs. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff, really, in this this episode. I think this is like one of our better on-the-road episodes because there's so much going on, and there's so much, actually, that was left out. Um, one thing I do want to give a shout out to that we did not have audio from was the uh, Persuasion play that we went to Friday night. Like as soon as we got into Kentucky, um, we went to go see Sarah Rose Kern's adaptation of Persuasion. It's like we rolled in and then like 20 minutes later it was happening. We rolled in. There it was. I've got to say, it's still one of my favorite portrayals of Charles and Mary from Persuasion. Oh my God. I loved it. Charles and Mary, I feel like, were kind of the stars of the show. They were hilarious. They were hilarious. It was a really interesting reading of it. Um, for mm-hmm. those of you who are fortunate enough to be there, they were played as, like, they were in love and all of the, like, annoying kind of, like, jibey bits were just, like, a bit of fun. Like, they were winding mm-hmm. each other up instead of, like, Mary is still annoying, but, like, Charles, he gets it. Yeah. And, like, he, like, jibes at her, and it just worked. And in pers- in something like Persuasion, which... Is it can be quite a heavy book, right? Mm-hmm. 
and it just really livens it up for the stage so that when you've got those long kind of expansive bits it's kind of like you'll have a bit of breeding Anne and then those two will like have a little flirt in the background really yeah. really funny yeah really I thought it, it was it was great. Uh, yeah, definitely um, my, my favorite reading of those two. And she felt more in line with Sir Walter as well. Like, you're like, oh, yes. yeah, this is definitely like Sir Walter's daughter. Yeah, she absolutely makes sense as being part of that family. And then Elizabeth starts to feel like the odd one out, more so even than Anne, because then you realize yeah. that Elizabeth has no sense of humor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> She's just like above it. <laughs> yeah. It was great. So um, love that. I know that that adaptation, um, they still do quite a few readings and stagings of that. So if you get the chance to see it, guys, definitely go see it. So now should we go ahead and jump right in? I think we should dive in. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoy. My name's Eleanor Rust, Team Austin, obviously. And a friend of the Facebook group and podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. True story. Now you can ask your question. Oh, so my <laughs> question was, so you're a veteran. I've been this. here a few times, three okay. times. Excellent. So what do we need to know? Like, do we need to get here early tomorrow to battle, like, parking? Like, what is the, what, what yeah. vendor do we go to? Ooh, what vendor do you go to? Yeah, like, yeah. all of them. I don't know. One of my favorites is Dames a la Mode over there for sparkles. She's oh. got really sparkly jewelry. Um, I would say definitely anything that happens in the big tent, mm-hmm. you got to get there early. Okay. It's, it's big. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be bigger. Were you it thinking circus? Bigger. Were you thinking big yeah. top? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah That's yeah. why we got to get there early. Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, and anything that happens in like the sort of visitor center area, mm-hmm. it is jam packed, elbow to elbow. Okay. So give yourself extra time to navigate that. Okay. Um, stop by Lady Catherine Linnington's salon. She mm-hmm. will dress you down. You'll feel like you are in the salon of Lady Catherine de Berg. Oh, yes. Grace. Good audio yeah. opportunities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she is awesome. <laughs> exactly. She gave a presentation at the Jasna Louisville meeting in mm-hmm. December that was sort of celebrating Jane Austen's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave a presentation on mourning and she gave it in the persona of Lady oh. Catherine. And so she was scolding us for not doing mourning right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's got a great uh, presence. So good. Yeah. Okay. So those are my top picks. Okay. I like it. Thank you. This is good. This is good to know. Do we need to bring snacks? Do we buy food? You know, there is good food around here unless you are a vegetarian or maybe lactose intolerant. Oh. I know crazy things about you. <laughs> so funny. I always bring some snacks and like I do some picnicking. Through a box of lactate yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> exactly. I was sorry. Okay, guys. We are in the second of two hotel rooms, having like a little pre, a pre brunch. Everyone, introduce yourselves. I'm Shantae. Jenny's here. Mary Landrum. Mary Cravenaugh, Ruth. And Lauren's in the bathroom. I started recording without it because she's <laughs> taking her sweet time. Uh, what's for breakfast? What have we got? Earl Grey. You can talk. You can talk. Liquor. Lavender Earl. Okay, yeah, we've got Prosecco. <laughs> Lavender Earl Grey scones and lemon madeleines made by Mary L. Thank you. And why have we got the lemon madeleines? Because today is Bastille Day and I'm the secret Francophile in the group. Mm. Mm. We'll let you keep coming. <laughs> Does anyone has anyone worked out what the word for um, American file is? I don't think they exist. <laughs> There's no exist. need for a word. Patriot America. That's what I am. <laughs> there, there's 
And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And we'll all hang on behind. And we'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. And we'll all hang on behind. Well, another festival wouldn't do us any harm, and another festival wouldn't do us any harm, and another festival wouldn't do us any harm, and we'll all hang on behind, and we'll roll the old chariot along, we'll roll the old chariot we'll roll the old chariot and we'll all hang on behind. Fourteenth century reenactment in England. Oh, so I see. I was like, reenactment camp. Hello, this is very. Yeah, it's very, very leisurely here. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're doing more than our, our boys do. Oh, really? So, yeah, is that right? They're very lazy. I, I've heard that a lot of our our, our naval brethren over there, uh, their their stuff is not quite as. I don't want to say accurate, but uh, not as. as <laughs> Deeply researched. You're trying to restart the war, aren't you? Uh, slowly. Yeah, yes. slowly, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I hear that they do an excellent job, but uh, at the same point, um, maybe it's because we're over here yeah. and there's less resources. We're a little bit more hardcore. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they want to step it up. You know. Is your costume all handmade? Like it is. Machine stitching. Uh, so the, the only the only thing stitch? that was the only thing that was a machine done is the lace, because okay. we didn't have time to do it by hand. Yeah. Everything else is hand finished. Okay. Um, that said, though, uh, Sir James's uniform here is entirely hand done. Sir James. That's Good morning, ladies. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Very well, thank you. So, any more questions? Can you do the bit where you just say who you are and what's happening one more time okay. <laughs> to make right. up for me not recording? Are, are, are we recording now? It's definitely recording. The <laughs> okay. numbers are going up. That's how I realized because it was just on zero. All right. So uh, my name is... Uh, little less gusto. Uh, so my name is Captain C.A. Sorensen. Uh, I am the current jobbing captain here with HMS Acasta, uh, which means that I'm only a temporary command. Uh, Sir James will overtake as of today, and he will go on from there. Uh, so, generally, I am off on uh, the Nukta station, and I do a representation of 1791 to 95 for the George Vancouver expedition. But this weekend, uh, we're just kind of taking a leisurely stroll here through Locust Grove, and uh, while we're here on station. So. Nicholas Armitage, Royal Navy, purser, His Majesty's Frigate Acasta. I uh, learned my trade in the uh, counting houses of London when I was younger and then I uh, got a position at uh, the firm of uh, Fortnum Mason in, in, in St. James I know Street. It, I know it. Indeed. They are, the, they are the pioneers in the merchant grocery business where they buy up all whole farmsteads of goods and get large amounts of, of, of victuals, groceries, fruits, vegetables, meats, and poultry and, fits and seafood and they will deliver them to uh, to a client on time uh, should be assured of the quality rather than whoever would take the lowest bid and cut corners and such this is it's merchant grocery is large amounts of food stuffs on time and a, and, a, and a certain quality 
that's done so that you know and they would buy up all f farmers uh, um, farms uh, their whole crop and, and and such like that and they would hire wagons and so the market the farmers don't have to take them to market and sell them piecemeal they could sell it to at a, at a better rate to uh, to Fortnum and Mason and uh, Royal Navy had contracts with them and, and um, army expeditions sometimes even large factories would would, would for, for such like that mine mining concerns Whenever you needed large amounts of food at a certain Fortnum quality, were the one. yes, at a good price. We just watched a duel. We just watched like some kid shooting at some older guy. Lauren, who do you, whose side were you on? I was on the side of the child. Hello. And why? Because he's a child and he doesn't know better. But the older guy did. Mary, who were you on the side of? I was on the side of the younger man because obviously he was defending his sister's honor as we decided. We did. Yeah, we, we did don't decide. know the backstory. Yes. <laughs> so we created our own. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched a duel. It's like these two guys and they were just stood there. They shot each other three times. Everyone's saying it's blanks, but this is America, so. So this, goes to sleep at night. <laughs> this is Amanda who has my favorite accent of all eternity. <laughs> and this is why I'm making this recording. <laughs> Amanda, can you tell us about your role at the festival? My role is very small compared to what my role is in the society itself. I'm just the co-chair of the vendors committee, so I just go around, make sure the vendors have what they need, see if they need anything. So far, I have been booth babysitting, and I have been actual babysitting. So you've been doing all sorts. Yes. I make sure that just everything can run smoothly and that everybody's enjoying themselves. Lauren and I are about to meet um, a woman called Lady Caroline something. Lady Caroline something. Yeah. She's not going to like that we don't know her full name and title. Someone will, someone will say. <laughs> lady. Um, I think she's going to tell us off because I'm wearing trainers and sunglasses yeah, yeah, and I have yeah. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And Lauren has big dick energy and a cup of ice. Crunching my ice cubes. Crunching your ice. Trying to keep cool. Got my shades on. Yeah, but she's like, she's quite intimidating. Oh, she stood up. She's very small. Oh, dear. Um, she's like Lady Catherine de Bourgh, apparently, and her, her whole thing is that she's going to tell us what we're doing wrong. But it looks like she might even be leaving the tent, which is, I'm finding. Maybe she hasn't invited these people to sit down. No, she hasn't. They've been there for quite a while. Yeah. It's okay. It made a lovely spot. She doesn't like them. <laughs> she doesn't like them. She's not going to invite us to sit down, that's for sure. No, I ain't sitting on shit. Unless she's like, sit down, because this is going to take a while. i got to tell you ladies what's what. I think I'm hoping that she might be a tiny bit charmed by my British accent. <laughs> that's why I was like, make it real posh. I can, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Step, step, step forward, ladies. This step is Mrs. Burke and Miss Chapman. <laughs> Mrs. Burke is from Chicago. Miss Chapman here is from England. And they are <laughs> publishers of a weekly newsletter that we are great admirers of that have brought all of us here together. Oh. And their newsletter is called Bonnets at Dawn. I have not heard of that newsletter. How long have you been doing it? Uh, one year. One year. One year. Very now, I must ask, if you're so far apart, how in the world did you ever get together? 
regular correspondent. <laughs> oh, we met at college. Finishing school. Finishing school. At finishing school. In oh, Chicago. Yes. Oh, where was the finishing school? Chicago. Oh, so you yes. came here to learn. I mm-hmm. did. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eleanor, and um, my favorite thing about Jane Austen is how carefully she crafts every detail in her novels. I should probably skip this, right? Yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just move this along. So, what Hannah is doing is she's forcing this to go around the table, and everyone introduces themselves, and then say something you like about Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah. Did you pass that way first? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not allowing it. She's not allowing it. Okay. Okay, do I have to press anything? No, you okay. don't. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's all good. Cool. Um, my name is Ruth, and I like that Jane Austen would practice piano before breakfast. My name is Shantae, and I like that Shantae Hopkins, do I have to have a last name? Okay, sorry, I'm starting over. My name is Shantae, and I love how Jane Austen's work, um, even though it is many centuries old, has stood the test of time. Um, And I love that I can still identify with many of her characters, um, even though they lived in a different time and in a different place um, than I do. My name is Tanya, and I love Jane Austen because she's irreverent and she thinks about people the way I usually think about people. You're supposed to say your name and what you love about Jane Austen. I love Jane Austen. My name is Debbie Miller, and I am addicted to Jane Austen because I love her concise use of language. There is not a wasted word. I find that if she uses a word, I need to look it up, and I need to know exactly what it meant at the time because it always, always means something. My name is Greta Biederman, and I love Jane Austen's snark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Lauren Wright. Uh, I love Jane Austen because uh, she's mean. Um, she's uh, uh, pointed. She's sarcastic, and uh, she understands people, and uh, that's. Uh, that's my aspiration. Hi, I'm Mary Landrum, and I like the way Jane Austen casts a satirical eye on her society and culture. She's a sharp and witty social ob- social observer, and I think that's what dra- draws me to her work. I, this is Jenny. I love Jane Austen because every single time you read it, there's something new and beautiful that you didn't see before. 
and there's layers upon layers and they never get old and they're always fascinating. There's math puzzles, there's just excitement everywhere you look and I love it. Every single time, I love it. Okay, I will just talk. I'm Rose and what I really love about Jane Austen most is the incredible depth of her knowledge of human nature. And I really kind of like Henry Tully a lot too. <laughs> this is Mary, Mary Kay. And one thing I love about Jane Austen is the depth and breadth and uh, power of friendship within her novels, as well as, yes, I'm getting sappy here, outside in the world, because I'm having dinner with a wonderful group of people that Jane Austen brought together. Hey, it's me again, hi. <laughs> Gonna turn it off. <laughs> oh, um, my name is Hannah Chapman, I'm Team Austen. Um, my favorite thing about Jane Austen is knowing that she's better than all of the Brontes. And that every week I know I'm right and Lauren is wrong. Just every minute of every day. It's got me through some tight, tight scrapes. I'm right. I'm right. Yeah. So we're back at the hotel. It's Saturday night and I am with... Lauren. Mary. Jenny O. Tanya. Ruth. And it's me, Hannah. We're playing Marion Mr. Darcy without the expansion packs and uh, Jen is about to read all of the character people at us. So <laughs> the way the game works is each of our fair ladies has a list of um, men that they would want to marry. And it's a hierarchy. So for instance, Charlotte Lucas, her first marriage partner that you get, you get the most points for <laughs> is not Mr. Bennett. He's not a choice because oh. he's already married. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but you can, it's bigamy. That's not a lot. Uh -oh. So her first okay. choice is Mr. Collins and you get like 13 points if you marry Mr. Collins. Then after that, it's Mr. Darcy. She snaked oh. him from Lizzie. Oh. After Ooh, that, Mr. Bingley. Okay. And after that, Colonel Fitzwilliam. And after that, oh, Mr. Colonel Denny. Fitzwilliam. And then finally, Mr. <laughs> Wickham. Now, the amusing thing about Charlotte Lucas is that other than Mr. Collins and Mr. Wickham, all of the men get the same number of points because oh. she does not care. She oh, will yeah. marry anything that walks. So, that's Charlotte Lucas. Now, I relate to that. If you choose Charlotte, <laughs> it says the Bennett's neighbor is getting old and is ready to find a husband. Charlotte starts the game with three cunning and a dowry of two. So it says it on her card here, and you have to collect these different things in order to... require a lot of it, it gets easier, I promise. It's not that bad. <laughs> so as you play the game, this you collect like it needs these. math, okay? No, 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 no. Just no like math, right? bare adding. Okay. Like good, good. three Very plus little. two kind of adding. It's good. So you just collect these different cunning or like friendliness kind of scores, and depending on what you collect determines which guy you can marry. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Charlotte, she gets, she starts out with a three cunning and a dowry of two, because she's pretty clever, but she's poor as dirt. Caroline Bingley. Hannah. Oh, can I have Caroline? Are you playing? Darcy requires a wit of five or higher before he will consider proposing. So you hear that, burn. Elizabeth? Those, wow. uh, wow. those wow. part. Yeah, I got like two wits and no beauty, so wow. So you got to work just on really that. I feel like that's no Colonel Fitzwilliam, 
the charming son of an earl. That's all he gets as a description. Oh, well, we don't know much about him. No. True, right, fair enough. I'm pretty sure that fan fiction has told me that his first name is Richard. Yeah. His name is Colonel. His name is William Fitzwilliam. I'm with you on that. Come on. I know that's not how that works, but it doesn't matter. Fitzy Fitz. So Fitzy Fitz requires a dowry of three and a reputation of two or higher, or a reputation of five or higher before he was Oh, so I have no reputation here? What have I ever done? You're Bennett. You're Elizabeth Bennett, remember? She's a nobody. Nothing. Nothing to her name. Okay, so we're not talking about like. Like trashy reputation. I think everyone should yeah, stay yeah, in yeah. character. Shall I roll? Yeah, do it. Yes. Yeah, go. All right. Five. Five. Tease your sister about her affections. Draw one. All right. Draw a character card. Mm. Six. She doesn't have. Win it, whist. Draw one, play one. Woo. Ooh, so Hannah, you get to lay one down. Yeah. Oh, lay one down. I yeah, tell you. you get to pick something out of your hand and play it. Oh yeah. Oh, that horrible Wickham one. Yeah. Reputation. Build it up, sister. Do you know how I did that? I, I absolutely six. savage you put got down six? people like yeah. So I do. With a twist, a play thing. one, draw one. Play one, draw one. So people there's like a character card that you can, <laughs> so I can just put something down. Well, if here's your character card first, if you want, so you can so you think. So you can choose one of your, your choices. I know my choices. I'm going to use my friendliness. I feel like I'm at like Jane Austen summer camp. That's what I. I that's <gasps> what I yeah. like. Okay, so give wonderful. me one too. Oh, there you I, go. I got a six. All as right. Well. It's so nice. <laughs> so <laughs> what do I do? Yes. Right. So you're on twenty. So yeah, I have some possibilities. Yes. So, so it goes. So he could be yeah. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, I think it was thirteen. Six. Six. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. Congratulations. You I'm Lizzie Bennett. Did you guys? I don't even know why the rest of you played. <laughs> that's that's a fair assumption. You know, it was cute. Oops. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Wait, Wait who really did married? She didn't. Nobody. She, she was she an old maid. She became a celebrated Hands author. Up yeah. old maid. Oh, in real life or in the, in the game? Oh. I married the dream of my life. Mr. Wickham. Mr. Denny. Guys, I got a question. I married Wickham. I apologize Who's strongly. Mr. Denny? Oh, Are what? you kidding? <laughs> Have you read it? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Denny yeah. is Mr. Wickham's friend. He's the officer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. She's That's right. Just visited the sailors, and they were all reading letters, and they were all just, like, really deeply engrossed, and they were in yeah, character. This one, one chappy, he was just, like, chuckling like he'd never read it before. Yeah. The French guy had been promoted, and he showed assistant. us. Yeah. He yeah. was very anxious about his wardrobe for tea. Yes, yes, they were all just invited to tea with, with Lady, Lady Lin- Carolyn. Lady Linnington. Yeah. Linningford. Linnington. Lady, yeah. Lady L. Who we met Lady yesterday. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I, who do you think, though, really wrote the letters? Like the volunteers at the festival. No, I think yeah. one of them, like, so my little brother... He does live action role play. Mm-hmm. Very, very sad. Not as cool as reenactment. Um, and he writes, he writes and like tea stains letters and does wax seals to give to people at events. But he's like the event, he manages them. Sure. Okay. So he's like writing storylines for people. Okay. So, so that's I don't what know I was if, like, wondering if they have a one person. of them has yeah. done it. Of course, we can't ask them. Oh, no, we can. We can. Oh, they're deep in character. Like this guy, ask this guy. I know. He's coming in. Ask him. Yeah, he's in character. No, no, you ask him. Lauren, ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. 
Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Did you receive a letter today? Did I receive a letter? Yeah, we were all watching you read your letters. Well, we've received a goodly number of letters. Uh, I myself received a few. Oh, there's so all yours. Have you seen the pack? This is the here is the packet. Oh. Have you ever seen it? No. Right. Tell, it right tell me about the packet. So, uh, well, it's the packet we always use because <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't like to have to redo things. Uh, hand painted in just canvas, and uh, I seal it up. This year it was a little smaller than in years past, so I sealed it here instead of here. And uh, then I tie it in twine. You're the man to ask. I can tell this now. Who right. wrote the letters? Have these people read these letters before? No. 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 No, no. no. Okay. So the mail packet, the way it works, is on our website. Yeah. We we start putting the call out for letters about six months in advance. Oh. No. That's so amazing. It's a lot of fun. So you'll notice every one of these has different handwriting. Oh. Can I touch? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're just, Thank they're you. Just I won't. So all of these, all of these yeah. letters have been sealed. So I'm not going to pop any of them open. Yeah. Do you seal uh, them to other people? Uh, other people do. Yeah. Now the only thing that I do is when I get them. I put the stamps on them. Okay. Okay. I do the stamping oh, okay. uh, because. <laughs> and where where do you put the call out? Just in case any of our listeners want to get involved in writing some letters to some. Oh, uh, HMSAcosta.com, uh, and Acosta's all A's, A C A S T A. I'm Perfect. absolutely. And, I'm going to write uh, so many. I'm going to put rude things in there. And we up we update it uh, every weekday. Do you? Oh, do. Uh, we did. As a matter of fact, my captain character was a surprise to my men this year. They didn't know. <gasps> they didn't know because I've I've previously been the ship's doctor. Okay. Oh. Uh, and so. You're I, the reason uh, that the Frenchman's been promoted. Yes. yes. Because yeah, our former doctor together. has been sent on a special assignment for the crown. Oh. Wow. So. And the purser was and discussing we that you were coming in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The captain. Yeah. yeah. He was telling us about that. So one of our, oh, so here you go. Here's a here's a letter that I got. And oh, as a matter of fact, this one has not been opened yet. Would you like to do the, the honors? Yes, Lauren, you uh, need like a knife or Did something. Did you find the tray? I know. Wait, when you get the audio, it's that that sound. Wait, I just get. Oh, I'm so nervous to just like. Okay, it's been folded. All right, sir. This is your letter. Oh, well, let's read see what it has. You must you must read it. Oh, well, let's Please. see. Captain Sir James Robert Remy, HMS Costa Royal Navy, 10th of July. Dear sir, I am now writing to rectify the allegations made in my last letter as the young lady in question, having now had the child which I delivered is certainly the only one to blame for the whole affair. Oh, the young, I see the young girl has not yet admitted why the accused she accused the officer which she did though we suspect for reasons of money. Furthermore, I can say that, to the best of my knowledge, his name was taken from the papers, as reports are that the two persons in question have never met. I might also add that the young officer in question is certainly free of any blame, as upon examining the baby boy, he is certainly not of English or any other European origin. To which effect the stable hand has already been discharged. Please give the officer my apologies and the mm, something he is and is something he is not responsible. Think it best to keep something something and anonymous. Your humble servant, scribble, scribble, scribble. My Where goodness. is the officer in question? Is he here? 
I don't know, Lord Fitzroy. Is the officer in question here? <laughs> Who got the woman up the duff, but didn't really? I'm certain I have no clue what to I'm, cer- I'm certain you do not. I'm certain you do not. Well, I know no, this, I know none of. Uh, don't concern yourself with it. I'm sir. It seems we have been invited to a ball. <laughs> your mother told me. A friend of mine, and Lady Martin. That's a good English accent. Is that real? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you need to give this young lady some lessons. Please do favour us with your company, and we hope to see you on Thursday. Hannah, I think your British accent is very good. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm not real. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so yeah, so we have people that send things from all over the place. Uh, we got a couple from France this year. Really? Uh, our our surgeon's mate uh, probably has a letter in French. As a matter of fact, if you wander over there, you might get him to read you one. Is he actually French, or is he just? He is not. He is not. But you would you you would not ever. Hold on. Monsieur Gerard, light along there with one of your more entertaining letters and come read it for one of these ladies. <laughs> you, can, you can all come and read to us. It's not, not a problem. You, <laughs> not you, Apple. Line up, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't mean to presume to come up. God save you. I'll take 100% all right. of that. I don't read so good. Oh dear. Dear James, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it is exceedingly... You're not taping this, are you? She yeah, is. I oh truly am. Lord. <laughs> dear James, it is exceedingly ill return that I make the respect you have for me when I acknowledge that that it's, it is incapable... You are incapable of loving me. Oh. You These may have observed in the long conversations we have had at those times that we were left together that something secret hung upon my mind. I was obliged to an ambitious behavior and do not reveal myself further because my mother from a closet near where we sat could hear our conversation. I have strict commands from both my parents to receive you and in and am undone forever unless you will be so kind as to refuse me. So, uh, so, so the parents I? like you, but the girl does not? Is that what Consider, sir, that misery of bestowing yourself upon me who can have no prospect of happiness but from your death. Wow. Oh. It's spicy. Um, this is a confession made perhaps with offense, sincerity, but that conduct is much to be preferred. Well, I think she says she dislikes that, which could be the, the Paul, why does she have to write so small? Um, <laughs> that conduct is, uh, I will not go so far to say my passion for the gentleman whose wife I am by promise would lead me to anything criminal against your honor. I know it is bad enough for, bad enough to a man of your sense to expect nothing but forced civilities in return for tender endearments and cold esteem. 
Um, for undeserved love. Cold esteem for undeserved love. Wow. Alright, if you will on this occasion let reason take place of passion. Well, that's me. <laughs> I doubt but not fate has in store, I store for you some worthwhile object of whom you may depend and for reciprocate affections. I didn't know you knew anyone who knew those words. So, <laughs> in competence. Anyway, her name is Gertrude, so I don't know anybody named Gertrude. <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't. Yes. And then she says, did, right? but I love you sincerely and humbly forever she and ever. She loves you sincerely. She is sending you some mixed messages. And I can't wait to see you again. I do not understand what this is. All right, Baptiste, what have you got? I don't know that I have anything that entertaining like that. Do you have Someone one in could have read it better than me. No, no. Have you the doctor's letter? I told them about how our doctor is. Uh, I have one from on Reed. Oh, oh. Uh, poor unfortunate Reed. Yeah, oh, I do have the doctor's letter. Yes. Yeah, read Ooh. the doctor's letter. Um, I have You've got so yesterday. many. Are you like the most popular? I do. <laughs> you like Mr. December? I, I like, am. Right 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 I usually I'm get probably the most. The oh, most <laughs> yes, but I am the most likable, for I am the most honest. Eh? Okay. Yeah. Being French. Being French. Mm. Yes. Um, it's from Old Harbor in Jamaica, uh, dated the 29th of last month, uh, aboard the Mercury, and it's, uh, it's from the doctor, eh, our surgeon, and he said, My dear Baptiste, by now I suspect you have learned of uh, your advancement to the surgeon's position aboard our old Acosta, and I give you the joy of your promotion, which, how did it come about, is a mystery to me, eh? But uh, the the doctor sometimes I think he is more than a, just a surgeon. Eh? He'd be gone for months at a time sometimes. I cannot think of a man with better suited for the task. He's very kind to me. Know, sir, that it was uh, only my esteem and affection for you that I recommended you for the posting and not simply motivated out of a desire to keep poor Mr. Reed out of that position. Mr. Reed is not so uh, gifted for it. Uh, to be a surgeon, perhaps. Uh, I am bound for Whitehall by way of Jamaica and Liverpool aboard a vessel called the Mercury. She is a little thing compared to our Acosta and said to be stout and reasonably fast. And we are to meet up with uh, HMS Thesis and a convoy on our return trip. It is likely I will be some time on my special assignment for Sir Joseph and the Crown, and I think. Uh, and I thought it best to leave the Acosta and her crew in the most capable hands I could think of. Your new position as a surgeon is that of a warrant officer, therefore you may require a new suit of clothes. Fortunately, with your new position comes an increase in pay to five pounds per lunar month, which is very good, eh? If this letter is delivered as it was supposed to be, it should have arrived to you with the uh, with the doctor's chair, which I give to you, which I hardly feel worthy of. He had, they have a chair he liked very much because sometimes his back is uh, hurtful to him when he is uh, bent over so often. Uh, I cannot rightly carry it in the field on my business for Sir Joseph. It belongs with you aboard the Acosta. When the war is over, it is still my hope to start the private practice as per our previous discussions. He'd been kind enough to wish me to continue with him after the war. Uh, it would please me greatly to have you and your family join us on our estate and for you to assist me. The place is near Wool 
Woolhampton, the village straddles the road to Bath, uh, straddles the road, the London to Bath road between the towns of Reading and Newbury. Uh, tell them at the parish that you are looking for Birdsall Cottage and they shall steer you in the right direction. You should enjoy Woolhampton, it's very green and located on the River Kennet. So there are plenty of frogs and snakes for you to catch and study in your leisure hours. The, the doctor, he, he had a great interest in natural history and he would, I would catch them things for him when we was wooding or watering. We can fill every jar in the house with your specimens. I shall write you again soon from London. Until then, I wish you all health and success in your new endeavor. Dr. Roberts, Thank he's you. very kind to me. Yeah? Thank you for reading it to us. Oh, I feel bad that you're all in the rain, so uh, feel free. No, yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> aboard yeah. ship, one is always damp, whether it is uh, wet yes, or not. Dry, yes. <laughs> all right, so um, I was watching Pride and Prejudice for the I don't know how many is time. <laughs> which, which version? Which version? Uh, oh, the version, the Colin Firth version. Okay, that's yeah, the, the, Well, I, you know, I like the Laurence Olivier. We can let you go classic, but okay. you know, yeah. But um, I was watching that version, and I, uh, for whatever reason, had never noticed the bonnet that Lydia is wearing when she first comes back to Longburn after having She's been married. She's got her hand out of the carriage, like right. And I, the you know, and of course, having a friend who makes bonnets, I start noticing the bonnets a lot yeah, more yeah, often, yeah. <laughs> and. So um, I saw that bonnet and I was like, how did I never notice this? And I, I emailed Rebecca and I said, I need this bonnet in my life. <laughs> and thankfully she is very talented enough. She just said, what color? And oh, wow. um, she did it all up for me. I think within a week and a half, oh, I had it in my hands. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. And I've since seen that same bonnet in several other period yeah. dramas, yeah, you know. Right. So yeah. but we always reuse. Do they, do, is it like a form or how does she how patterns she it them? out of buckram and wire. Okay. And so, and with the straw, she's blocking it. So she's, wow. she takes a blank form and she shapes it. Now for people that are listening at home, the bonnet in question is covered in purple silk yep. with purple silk, well, purple bows, a green feather. We've got some purple flowers on there. There's all sorts going on. It's very fancy. Very it's, frilly. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. Mm -hmm. And every time I wear it, it's become my favorite bonnet. Do you feel so. like a queen? Are you like, here oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, do it's you have a matching coat? Well, police. Or dress? You know what? I do not have anything that matches it, but I find that, surprisingly enough, that color purple is pretty neutral. Versatile. So yeah. I, I wear it with a lot. I mean, I'm wearing blue today, but I, I wear that with this. Well, it's got the feather in it as well, mm -hmm. so it's yeah. going yeah, it, to... Yeah. yeah, it's it, it works with a lot of stuff. And I, of course, being my favorite bonnet, I find oh, excuses yeah. to yeah. wear it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. I find excuses to wear it all the time. But that that's part of the fun, you know, knowing her and, and yeah. being able to, like, we help her set up the shop and the great fun is before everyone else comes we try on all the bonnets and generally speaking three or four of the bonnets get sold to us before yeah. Yeah. the public ever gets to see them I'm so sure. do, you, do you have any advice for someone looking to invest in their first big boy bonnet Big girl bonnet. Big girl bonnet. Yeah, but big boys like alliteration and stuff. Oh, there you go. Yes. Big boy bonnet. <laughs> um, let's see. A BBB. Well, I, th I think probably going with something that's, um, 
that matches your personality. Okay. You, know, you want mm -hmm. you want something. So I'm a bit gobby. <laughs> right. Well, then go for it. You know. Okay. So go yeah. for it. Right. And I think I think you know. And even if you want to invest in something that makes you a little have a little bit bigger personality than maybe you have, but you wish you had. Mm -hmm. um, th this is where you really can show a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. And th you really don't have to have an over-the-top outfit if your bonnet is saying everything. So, I mean, but it. I, I think you need to also think about where you're going to be wearing your mm -hmm. costumes a lot. If you tend to wear this stuff in the in the fall or winter months, silk is great. It's insulating, it's nice and warm. Yeah. If you tend to do this stuff more in hot and humid climates, the straw is a dream. <laughs> um, and you and you can make the straw look just as fancy and fun as the silk stuff. Okay. But yeah, that's that great good advice. So it's shockingly bad. Shocking bad hat. Shocking yes, in in she's a big um, Duke of Wellington fan. So so um, just like your gal, just like Charlotte Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, and I I can't remember exactly what he was. I think he was talking about Parliament or something, and he said something to the effect of, "I've never saw so many shocking bad hats in all my life." So Shackleford, perfectly acceptable. Uh, I'm a young free maid. Oh, I'm going to just run around the field without a hat and let my hair down. Whore! Who you whore? During the period, Lady of the Night, they plied their trade pipe. I'm not wearing a hat! So if you see a woman wandering around without a hat on and without her hair up, uh, <laughs> um, there's a lovely um, account um, uh, in, in a diary uh, of Hogarth's uh, where he sees a beggar woman who has ripped off a part of the hem of her skirt because this isn't the Victorian period, they don't give a crap about ankles. I mean, they're just part of the human frame. They don't get all prudish, that's all the Victorians. Everything to do with prudishness, that's all the Victorians. They have a lot to answer for. <laughs> as well as changing the accessory numbers on things, which really isn't very helpful when you're trying to look for original garments and you can't find them anymore. Oh, we'll just label this a coat as coat. What you mean, uh, a rifleman's uniform of which we thought there was only one in Ever Street? <laughs> that's simply because you changed the accessory number. And you just labelled it coat, and then you put it in the back of the collection. It's really annoying, and then it was found, and then okay, it's great now. But still, we've been without it for about 180 years. So, a woman ripping off the bottom of a petticoat to wrap around her head to protect her modesty. Now, some of you here, um, you know, of a more mature vintage, like a fine wine, yet to have turned to vinegar. Uh, will uh, we'll probably remember your, your parents, especially your mothers, um, wearing hats and gloves all the time. You know, hats. You always wear hats. Why don't you not wear a hat? Um, and I think we can um, unequivocally um, document the fall of society by the lack of wearing hats. <laughs> Um, okay, so what's your name? Uh, my character is Lord William Fitzroy, okay. uh, third son of the Duke of Grafton, and was a lieutenant, uh, later a captain in His Majesty's Navy. Okay, what's the most British thing you can say? 
Good question. I'm not sure. Um, most British thing I could say. Um, I'm drawing a blank at the moment, but so perhaps okay, as I talk, it will just naturally yeah, come maybe out. Maybe it will come out. And where did you learn how to do your? Project? Actually, I'm self-taught, um, mainly self-taught. mainly from watching movies, um, you know, BBC productions, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but uh, mainly just from watching and trying to imitate it. Um, this accent, my my uh, posh accent for this character, I don't think is as good as my um, my lower classes accent. But um, would you, would you, you, you would have to do it for accent. your. Well, unfortunately, you'll have to do that at another at another time because my my biggest problem with accents, right, is that I just have to get into the character, mm-hmm. and it happens. If I try yeah. to do it, it sounds forced. So. And do you have any advice for any Americans out there who want to do a better British accent? Not really. Um, the way that I learned mostly, uh, like I say, is from looking at the documentaries, etc., uh, but also from looking at voice lessons online. Um, it seems when you're doing a, like received pronunciation or trying to do received pronunciation like I am now, um, you want to hold your tongue further forward in your mouth and kind of you know, talk like you're trying to pr- pronounce the words, uh, enunciate. Uh, because of course the lower classes didn't do yeah, that as everyone, much. Everyone, everyone um, is trying to yes. enunciate. So, it doesn't matter if it sounds right. Um, so you are trying to really um, hit every syllable in every word. Um, okay. For example, when when I was earlier this morning, I was um, addressing the men, and we, we were talking about um, being struck with a rope for for discipline. Americans typically would say rope. Mm-hmm. In my British accent, I try to enunciate the p so that you can hear it more, and the word becomes rope, mm-hmm. so that you you, yeah. you do hear the p more than just normal. Um, that's not exactly perhaps the best way that I've said it all day, but um, hopefully it gives you a good good idea. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, I'm one of them now. Are you from Britain? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Britain. How, so how, turn it off. how is turn it, it off actually? Right Wait, how is <laughs> My it? accent. No, it's really good. Okay. When you first started talking, I was like, oh, this guy might be British. Uh, we, she took me to Medieval Times last time, and there was this one guy, and I was just listening, and I was like, is this man English or is he not? And then all night I was there for hours and then he slipped up once and I was like, fake. So, you got it. You know what's funny is I actually didn't buy his American accent. Like Did when he? he was, yeah, when he was like, oh yeah, it is my, is my British accent good? I was like, that guy's not American. <laughs> Shut I up. felt so bad because like, I was giving everyone such a hard time for British accents. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, do a British accent for me. And like when, uh, when with the French officer, I was like, does he sound French? And they were like, you wouldn't believe he's American. And I was like, he sounds like he's from the Bayou. He and sounds I only Cajun. Know that because I've 100%. seen Princess and the Frog. <laughs> he definitely sounded Cajun to me as well. So yeah, but I'm it was great. It was me. very good though. I've, I've got to say it, and I'm sure this is no shock to anyone, HMS Acaster, like, highlight of the weekend for me, really. Uh. When I was listening back to the audio from this episode, when you sent it over, Lauren, I was, like, at my desk. I, like, teared up a little bit. It just took oh, me no. right back. There were a few things where, like, I wish you guys could have, especially, like, British listeners, you're, like, listeners who aren't from the States, the sound of the cicadas, yeah, yeah, cicadas, cicadas, cicadas. cicadas. Yeah. like mm-hmm. just in, they were so loud. It was spooky, and it was summer in the south, like which is a very specific thing. It was beautiful and fireflies. Yeah, oh my gosh, it just yeah, it just really took me back. And that evening, like sat outside the hotel playing 
marrying Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so cute. It really was such a great time. Um, it was such a weird time for me because I had just I had just gotten out of the hospital. I just had my daughter. Yeah, I was like a total mess. Yeah. And um, I was just like, I don't even know if I'm in like the headspace to go anywhere. But then like going there was such a nice getaway. It was so much fun. I mean, my only complaint really is the heat, but there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> but like the food was great. Um, the company was wonderful. We had such a great time. I cannot wait to go back. I'm so excited to go back. Like I am like, I can take a dress, right? I can take a dress on the plane. Because last year, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know so much about like bothering to take a dress. But then I was there. Also, can we just shout out to Pincent Tailoring on Instagram? For yes. His, if you're not wearing a hat, you're a whore comment. I was so happy <laughs> I got the audio for that. I was just like air punching silently like, yes, I got it. <laughs> it's great. It was great. He was fantastic. He was a great speaker. Um, he dressed to the nines to the entire time. I really like and so does much respect. Every day. Yeah, he does every day. And then in that heat too, like I mean, to be yeah. wearing like three piece suits and whatnot, just like come on. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check out Atkins and Tailoring because yes, are uh, just really beautiful clothes, like really knowledgeable and that's like the Mm -hmm. really fun thing is like again someone who has self-research she doesn't have like a PhD in this subject he's just someone who's super passionate has gone out done loads of research and has like built a name for himself in the community and just what a fantastic public speaker yeah absolutely he um really had the crowd going um guys Come to this festival next year. Join us. It is wildly affordable. It's a great family time as well. I mean, I feel like per day it was like $12, I want to say. Maybe, you know, less if you buy ahead of time. Um, Also, I should say that we did not go to the ball. So that we saved some money there. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't because those tickets sold out immediately. But um, we had such a great time. I have to screw for a ticket. I'm putting a funny face. I'm not like serious when I say that. Can I just thank everyone that we interviewed? Everyone that came to our Bonnets at Dawn meetup at Muscle and Burger. Oh my God. It was such a wonderful group. Yeah. And I apologize for that audio as well. Because I just Sorry, forced everyone. That, that much. <laughs> I was like, take it. You cannot skip. You have to do this. You have to do it. Have to. Um, yeah, you guys were all awesome. It was so wonderful meeting everyone. I just, I cannot um, thank you guys enough for just being part of the Bonnets community. It really means a lot to me. Even though you're Team Austin. And speaking of Team Austin, great representatives from Jen and Mary. Thank you for driving us. And thank you oh for my being gosh. a good hotel, sharing buddies. And thank the you best. to everyone who organized the hotel. And thank you to everyone we met. Oh, it was yes. just amazing. And thank yeah. you to Amanda for having the most wonderful voice. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Amanda for also being like instrumental to organizing that festival. You are doing an awesome job. So just keep it up. Yeah. All right, guys. If you want to see some photos and video from our time in Kentucky, I'm going to go ahead and throw those on the internets. And Hannah, where can people find that? You can find a fine selection of photos on Instagram and Twitter at Bonnet at Dawn. You could send Lauren an email and ask her to email you her five <laughs> favourites from the trip. 
by emailing bonnets at dawn at gmail.com or you can head over to Facebook and we'll post a great big album on there. And uh, again, thanks, Mary, for sorting those photos out for us. Thanks very yeah. much. Thank you.